When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. The podcast that wouldn't talk to the media, not that the asses. This week on Heart and Hand, all roads lead to Hamden. <laughs> Hi folks, FanDuel is one day fantasy football. You select a team of Premier League players for a single round of fixtures so you're not locked in for the whole season. You can play, watch and win money if you're good enough in one day. First up, you choose your contest. You can play for free or put your own money on the line for bigger payouts. We are playing the £5 fan fave with six grand of prizes to be won by the top 36 managers. Then you pick your dream team. You have £100 million to spend. There's no subs, no captains, just 11 shirts to fill and the perfect formation to find. Splash out on the dead certs and hunt out all the hidden gems it's the ultimate test of your football knowledge FanDuel was designed by football fans like us and is powered by Opta Stats it's about much more than goals assists and clean sheets every pass interception every tackle they've all got big implications and we've got an offer for you if you sign up with the promo code Rangers then FanDuel will return your entry free eh, fee as free credit if you don't win cash in your first contest up to a tenner so use the offer and enter your team against ours if you don't win cash you'll get that entry fee returned as credit so you can play again for free next week so nothing to lose go to fanduel.co.uk and enter our promo code rangers in the promo code field on sign up to bag the offer available in the uk only for those over 18 please play responsibly terms apply So welcome to Heart and Hand Rangers Podcast. My name is David Edgar. I'm your host, and I'm joined this week by uh, co-associate host Scott Vandenacker. I think that means underling, but good evening anyway. Yeah, it does. It means sort of like I'll say that you're the most reliable underling. Mm, that's that's some. No, I'm not the Rudolf Hess. I think what it is with you is that you. I'm sure Mark would lay claim to being pretty much all of of 
those <laughs> the, yeah. the cabinet, yes. the inner the inner workings. But uh, I'll I'll say this for you: you're probably one of the ones who most of all enjoys it. If if that's the word, yeah. then yes. And I I think what it is is in your case, you like the attention because you don't get to speak in your own house because you live mm-hmm. with uh, your wife and two daughters. Cami. Mm-hmm. Loves the attention because he's got this desperate need for affirmation, which anyone who's met him would understand why he might lack self-confidence in himself. And yes. uh, when people say things like, oh, I enjoyed Cammy on the show, he genuinely does rub his magic lamp to that. Indeed. Cammy is... Well, see, he moved to tri- tri- Romania, I think. And since then, I think he has felt a little bit out of things. And I think he needs the appraisal of the wider public to sort of cement the things that he's done in his life, his life choices. The civilised public, you mean? Yes. Yes, yeah, no, I understand that. Um, Mark occasionally likes... He, occasionally, Mark is always like, you've got to get me on the pod, you've got to get me on the pod. And I often think it's a bit like a sort of character reference. I put it like this, when that happens, I'm checking the dockets uh, at the local courts just to see if he's trying to do something. To say, well, you're on, and as you can see, I, I'm a podcast regular, and therefore my... My presence in the community is needed. Yeah, it's almost like celebrities who claim they can't lose a driving license because they have to drive to children's hospitals all yes, the time. That's exactly like it is. On oh, Jimmy Savile's case, it wasn't just children's hospitals he drove to, and it, and they didn't even need to still be alive. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It could be post hospitals, in, in his case, uh, so yeah, well, you though you you like doing this whereas for me it's a pain in the arse every summer i go right that's it and you go okay see how you feel in a few weeks and then you wear me down that's true i'm just waiting for us to win the treble again and then probably win the europa league and then we'll chuck it from a position <laughs> of strength that's a good point yeah so that, so about another 15 years yeah, then. so so 2032 here we come uh, uh, rolling on with the podcast but in terms of trying to win something the season took a bit of an uptick on Friday night we had a trip to the Highlands and we played Inverness Caledonian Thistle and beat them 1-0 what were your thoughts on the match? Well it's affirmation if anyone needed that you and I are pretty sad now in that both of us had nothing better to do on a Friday night than tune in to events in the Highlands True. Um, and it was okay it was a thing that happened and parts of it were quite good. Um, what wasn't good, we'll get it over with, is that we presented them with a couple of total guilt edge sitters that really you and I could have scored with a balaclava on. Yeah. Um, however, in terms of general play, I thought we kept the ball quite well. We kept them away from our goal for the most part and we we didn't have that kind of, oh my God, they're going to score every time they get anywhere near the box. It was a lot less heart, sort of a hand and mouth. And it was okay. We didn't create very much either, but I thought it was one of these things where 1-0 to us probably reflected the game. I thought it was quite accurate result. They did not deserve to get much from the game, but we weren't great either. And it was it was a, another one ticked off. An away game, three points, clean sheet, job done. I'd, I'd sort of concur with that. I think that we uh, were the better side. We played some nice stuff. Again, maybe not as much penetration as we would like. Scott, would you like to make a comedy 70s saucy noise there at the phrase penetration? Mm-hmm. Mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was more like Yoda starring in pantomime. 
Uh, well, or porn, you may be Yoda porn, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, mm. that, that was a, mm, tits on your cum I have. It was, <laughs> you know, I just, I don't know, mate, that, that, please, I, I, I just envisions of you, so, <laughs> just yeah. a, a sexy role play, but you're right, because let's do a Star Wars, you know, the, the famous Star Wars fantasy from Friends, and you go, yes, and bound in there dressed as Yoda with a lightsaber. <laughs> Yeah, well, we sort of stick. Mm. Spunked upon? You will be. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when your wife said, uh, yeah, bring me your lightsaber, and you were like, yes, finally. Uh, Literally, yeah. She had a different meaning. Yeah. But darling, oh, stop getting naked. That's horrible. <laughs> I mean, Star Wars I paid, here. I paid 150 yeah. quid for this. Right. Yeah, but, you know this is a genuine replica, but um, yeah, I, I I thought that we played relatively well. Some players played played better than others. Um, great goal! I mean, phenomenal goal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to have to ask you then. That's a hundred goals for Rangers for Kenny Miller. Yes. And people were asking. Uh, I noticed on Twitter. Uh, the question is he a Rangers legend I think that's a very good question um, and I think he ticks a lot of the boxes <laughs> yeah go and get to the meat but because he played <laughs> he played for Celtic FC because of, the, of that then no he's not ever going to be a legend for the club it, it's but, funny actually Andrew Dixon who used to work for Rangers he asked on Twitter he said I see Kenny Miller 100 goals I would ask is he a Rangers legend and if so is it because he he played for Celtic and I just replied uh, no and yes <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. He can't. He can't prance about in the hoops, and then say, "Oh, my Rangers legend too." It, it's, it doesn't work. But he's been a very good servant to the club. He's done well in his second spell. But legend, no, no. Because I, of that aberration, no chance. I wouldn't now. I wouldn't now in twenty sixteen have him burned alive. Hmm. So there, I would say that that to me is a hell of an achievement for Kenny Miller. Yeah, I mean, I've basically started cheating his goals now. Uh, so that's, yeah, there's always signs of improvement. There's little shoots, that's true. <laughs> the blue shoots of recovery. Yes. Um, no, it's quite an achievement, 100 goals for Rangers. I'm, it's fantastic. I'm glad he scored them for us rather than against us. But there'll always be a kind of, hmm. Yeah. Uh, I like that we went for blue shoots because um, green shoots, again, sounds a wee bit too much like your sexy Yoda. Oh, exactly, yes. Um, and also, I like to disassociate myself from the word shoots in relation to people who used to play for Celtic. Okay, that was just an accident. Um, but yeah, great great finish as well. I mean, I have to say, um, it's one of the few times this season that Lee Wallace has got gonna say. beyond Mackay yeah. and put the ball over into... It's like, that was the last season. Yeah, it was lovely to see. It was, um, you know, like, yes, that's Lee Wallace. You can do that. Do this. You're good at that. And yep. it was nice to see. Hopefully, uh, it's a harbinger of uh, or a harbinger for, of things to come moving forward. Well, what, what I would say is, David, right? You watched the game, yeah? Yeah. Post match, pre match interviews. See the Inverness Cali manager, mm. Richie F- Foran, yeah? Mm-hmm. With the beard and the philosophical chat and his views on football. Mm. Is he a new beard of young manager hoping to emulate the footsteps of Jurgen Klopp? Or is he a complete and utter insufferable wank? He strikes me as a com- uh, complete and utter insufferable wank. I think that there is this sort of, if you like, almost kind of shop bought philosophising that, that young managers are all doing and they're all you know inspired by Guardiola and they've all gone away and thought deeply about the game and, and they buy you know the suit and the wee jumper 
And yeah, they never wear a tie. They wear a wee jumper. They wear a wee jumper, suit, yeah. yeah, under the over the suit and uh, I'll say un, over the shirt and under the suit. And they come on and they they want to talk about you know tactics and they don't understand it and that's that that gets shown up quite a lot because for all the chat that that Forum was giving it before the game, uh, his tactics were play a big lad up front and lump it at him and then when the first big lad was having a howler, replace him with a big lad. Okay. Now, to be fair, these tactics are good against us and nearly worked. Yes. Uh, cult hero, I'd like to mention for Alex Fisher, the Inverness Cardonian substitute, who came on and scored the equaliser against Celtic and then missed a sitter against us to do the same. I think Alex and his family are probably quite happy. Yeah, that's that quite staunch to me. They're probably listening to the pod right now thinking, yes. Yeah, there was no way that Alex was going to let down the side. I think that's that oh, I agree. Also, um, kudos to the... I can't quite pronounce his name, but the Inverness Cali striker, who managed to miss a free header from four yards. Um, thanks, mate. That's all I can say. Yeah. Only a couple of minutes in as well. Uh, that was a big lad that they had up front who, yeah. who is, is uh, Stuart McMillan, one of the, the podders, he, Elsewell podders, he said to me, he takes the time, he said, that guy is modern football in a nutshell. He says he's built like a tank. He's really, really fast. He goes, I mean, he's got everything. You were just looking at the guy, you know, pace, power, strength. Unfortunately, fucking useless at everything connected with a football. Yes. Um, I don't know what they teach him. See the academy system now? Mm-hmm. It isn't passing the ball or crossing it or doing anything with it. But they're all massive. They are so fit, these guys. They could squat and give you 20, but I don't know what help that is. When presented with a football, but no, really. that that was the drawback. I mean, he yes. he had every he looked the part. He you know certainly couldn't argue for work rate or effort. It was just to me, it's a little bit like these guys that you see who uh, in the summer you see them all. You certainly didn't Giffnick when you know posh, but you would see them walking to Giffnick Tennis Club, right? And they would have on. You know the all the proper whites. You know the the designer stuff. They'd have their Andrew, uh, sorry, their Andy Murray, tennis bat, and they'd have all the gear and the expensive trainers. And then you would sort of walk by the outer rim five minutes later uh, when I was out walking the dogs, and they couldn't hit the fucking thing. No, but they'd got all the stuff. They'd got all the stuff, but they couldn't actually play tennis. And that is a bit like the that big lad for Inverness. Um, so yeah, I, I thought we did play better I, I thought that we did deserve to win Still shaky at the back I thought Kiernan was horrendous I thought that And people will say to me Oh no, he won, he won that bad Apart from the two headers he missed Yeah, the two times he almost sold a goal That's kind of what I'm I'm looking for it's, it's not the amount of mistakes that you make It's the size of them So say yes. he only made two mistakes Well, you know the captain of the Titanic only made one, but it was quite a big one. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you remember back to the defeat at uh, Celtic Park and people were saying, he can't just blame Kiernan. All he did was get the ball and pass it straight to a Celtic player who were on the scoreboard. Like, well, yeah, but that, that was... You know, the way the game unfolded, that was quite an important moment. You know, and you're right, it's the... The enormity of the mistakes the defence make, they don't just like fall over the ball 50 yards from goal and have a wee laugh. They they, they present the opposition with clear-cut chances to score Yeah, all the time. Yeah, and that, that that is the issue. So, yes, he did well 90% of the game, but the 10% yeah. should have cost us against most sides would have, against sides this season has. Uh, I, I think that, God help us, our best partnership is probably Helen Wilson, which doesn't exactly fill me with... A great deal of confidence. 
No, it's like guys at our age, when you, when you do have a night out and you open your wardrobe mm. and you think, oh shit. And whatever well, I, you pick. I, I don't. Well, no, as long as it's like autumn wear. Oh, you just the office wear for the autumn, essentially. Well, Jaunty scarves and little buttoned sort of v necks and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, you know, okay. What if that's not appropriate? What yeah. if that's not appropriate? Well, that that actually has been the I I let out a little sort of shriek of delight when I realised it was time to look out all my my V neck sweaters. I must admit, he's Mister uh, Autumn, folks. Yes, and uh, I, I I do enjoy that. But no, I, I'm very very well dressed. It's just that I never go out. Whereas before, when I went out all the time, I wasn't that well dressed because I spent all my money on drink and other things. That's true. There's simply no time to go clothes shopping. Yeah, now I've got time and I go and I clothes shop, but I never go anywhere except work. So I only what. I'm very well. People actually say, "What's on?" David's very well dressed, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's because I'd never go anywhere else apart from here." So, this is what at least because I'm going to suffer from wear and tear. Are they? Well, yeah, I, I suppose, but you know me, I just like you know buy more. That that's that's the problem of being stuck in the house with, uh, <laughs> you know, the the shopping True. apps on on your phone. I suppose David Beckham though, what he did was he would sign. The boxer trainers and wear a different pair every day and give the other ones to charity. You could like sign your loafers or one of your nice shirts and give it to charity. There was. And, uh, a, I had a similar thing with my ex-wife. I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember a standoff between me and her when she said that she wasn't going to do my washing anymore? I, how could I forget the right. many standoffs? Well, yes, I'm an unreconstructed traditionalist. Is probably the right word, right? Spoiled mummy's boy. Well, yeah. It's not yeah. my fault, right? I am a great believer in equality, as as we've spoken on here before, uh, for for both um, real people and women. And I'm not a sexist in the slightest, right? But I don't do washing, right? When I was younger, my mum did it, and now I either expect it done or I'll pay to get it done, but I'm not doing it, right? Yeah. So my ex one time said to me, "Well." I'm not doing your washing anymore. I said, okay, in that case, I'll get my mum to do it. And she said, you can't get your mum to do it. She'll think I'm a terrible a, a terrible wife. And well, I, then do I, my washing then. I felt like saying, well, you know, yeah. maybe. But I went, right, okay, well, in that case, I'll pay to get like a laundry service to do it. She went, no, you're not doing that either. That's a waste of money. And I said, well, Ooh. we appear to have reached an impasse. Yes. She said, yes, well, we do. And she thought that she was going to win. But what I started doing was um, going to... I said, right, OK, I'm going to do this because it'll annoy you more because she was quite economic, uh, sort of uh, environmentally minded. Uh, I started going to kind of cheaper shops like H&M and just buying, you know, eight pair or six, seven pairs of pants for 12 quid, seven pairs of socks for eight quid, uh, yep. seven shirts eight quid each mm-hmm. uh, and I would just wear them once or twice in the case of the shirts and then throw them out it was a get it right up the approach and I also say to people though I uh, who who maybe wonder why David's first marriage didn't work out see the standoff they reached folks below their flat was a laundromat yes that's true and neither of them thought of going there which probably tells you that they would rather have fought than actually go to the laundromat, and maybe there's a lesson there. Well, I I won. Yes, um, by throwing away your clothes, you did win. I did. And, I, I won by by having disposable clothes. Although some might point out, see that's the thing. Women love me, and they'll put up with a lot for me for a bit, and then yes. and then they all fuck off. You've got a shelf life. Although you've done it well this time by ensuring that you and Sally never really see each other or meet. 
you're always fresh whenever you do meet it's always fun bang on see the see the 15 minutes uh, at night when we're both reading before we go to sleep yeah. fun times so good one and uh, before we move on and we get to uh, Sunday's match, we should probably talk about BT and their petted lip because Mark Warburton wouldn't speak to them. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Well, um, my thoughts are that it could have been handled in a bit better, perhaps. I think the person in question who we were trying to avoid, we should have maybe raised the issue with BT directly saying we're not speaking to... Um, he's, he's not welcome and maybe spoken to the rest of the panel or perhaps even announced it in advance springing it on them that night and saying we refuse to do a post-match interview I don't think we came out of it that well however I can personally see why we wouldn't have any interactions with Mr because he is a complete utter fanny mm-hmm. so there's two sides to every story I personally thought we should have done the interview but insisted that um was not involved in it mm-hmm. uh, or anything moving forward saying we're not available to talk to him ever again. Sutton, we've, we've long suggested that Chris Sutton is, is a fanny. Let's be honest. He is... He the, gave out all the evidence that he was a fanny. Yeah, he's the type of person who says things like, well, I speak as I find it and is somehow proud of this. Elaine's, Elaine's grand, a, a my wife's grand, she was an offensive, bitter old boot who everything was masked by the sentence, but I'm a title to opinion. I just call him as I see him. Yeah, yeah, all that shite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sutton's all that. Well, I'm just telling the truth. No, what you are is a kind of saddled blowhard who is, will do anything for attention and, in fact, is, is so desperate that you sort of look for a controversial opinion and then spout it at the top of your lungs. For money. For money, uh, to deadlines. And, yeah, yeah I, I find them... I wouldn't like to be the type of person who got so annoyed by someone like him because a man's a buffoon. He's quite clearly he's 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 basically Donald Trump without the trust fund. Yeah, and with nothing at all to say if Crocker didn't keep mentioning the SES forward line at Blackburn. Mm. And that's it. That's all he has to dine out on, and he keeps sort of queuing him up to talk about uh, Alan Shearer. That's part of my issue, David. Is exactly is we're getting worked up. We're having this boycott, and it's kicked off for someone who is just a complete fanny. Yeah. And like you, I think maybe we could handle the better because in the scheme of things, he's not an opinion former. He's, he's, he's basically nobody. I think you give credibility and notoriety, which is what he's after, to someone like him when you do that. I can totally understand Warburton saying, look, I don't want to talk to that guy, he's a tube, so I'm not going to do the pre-match. He should have done the post-match. Uh, especially because Sutton wasn't the one doing the interview in post-match. No. He wasn't there. So, yeah, I thought he should have said, I'll talk to somebody else. But... And now it's become a thing, of course. Yeah, and it and invites a narrative. It invites, a, for me, that what happens then is you invite a narrative to be established and furthered and it becomes a part of the agenda. And I think that you'll see that now with Mark Warburton, that the press, the press hound him anyway. Uh, I do understand that, but it is part of it to play the game. And just go in, yeah, be, be bland, th- give, the, pers- yeah, give, give bland, dismissive answers, and then leave, do your, your, you know, do your basic, and then get up and leave. The he has to get you in though. Bar it away. He needs to get you in though for some PR training, because this also goes back to the thing, remember when he walked out, about, with the Barton questions, mm. that's why they're doing it. Dear Mr Warburton, they're winding you up, they want you to go in a huff, and walk out of press conferences, and refuse to do media, and as you say David, that's narrative, and that's why they keep doing it. And he has to get away of just letting it let water off a duck's back. Mm. Because there are things we talked about with the Barton situation before. 
the press in this country at the moment, the way things are going, through society, through politics, through um, the media and also through football, it's not a great time for Rangers at the moment and hasn't been for a while. And the media are looking to create a turmoil on and off the field. That's the dream scenario. Rangers in crisis. Okay? Mm-hmm. A back page all culminating towards Warburton's face with a cabbage. <laughs> you know what they used to do yeah. in the sun? And this just adds to that. And it's, it's us as a club, in a way, adding baggage to it. This is what they're looking for. It's what they want to fill their pages with. And I don't think we should be helping them to do so. Just do an interview with BT. Just make sure Sutton's not there. And get over the way and say, yeah, gave me two halves. Gave 110%. I'm away home. Yeah, I'm reluctant to criticise him because I can understand the frustration that he feels. But against that, and it's maybe my, my personality of, of being, you know, let's face it, a right cunt. And whenever people are trying to to wind me up by by things like that, then that's my reaction is to go, this, you won't work, you will not get to me. And I'd like the gaffer to do that. Because I think, I agree with you, I think he's, he's given them a little bit of encouragement. I think that he has given them the the right to think we're getting to him. Yes, um, and they want him to walk out in more press conferences. Yeah, and I'm loath for them to win. And I, I hope the gaffer adopts that approach and thinks, yeah, it's a silly game, but it's it's a game that we're in and they're not going to win. You know, And if it means that I just need to be serene and, and right, you know, and just be calm and laugh it off, because these guys are amoebas. They should not be registering. And I'm a touch disappointed that they seem to be registering with him. And I understand the frustration, but for me it should just be a case of you know, you guys are intellectual pygmies and you know, you can play your stupid games, it's really not gonna wind me up. I think though, David, it's interesting for me to see you giving out this kind of advice because what would you know about working in a sort of media environment every week with people that are complete fannies? Yeah, I mean Exactly. I mean I can't get frustrated dealing with the kind of people I have to deal with on this show because it's not your fault and wait, 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 wait hold on I played up front of Alan Shearer what, what you... <laughs> no, you, you even didn't oh, shit. I'm, I'm sub Sutton you're the guy with the camp voice on heart and hand oh god you know I was thinking about this actually because a few people said this about the video we posted about the, the periscope that we posted they, they said I... we looked like a couple of tramps well they? there was that but they also mentioned, I, I'm always surprised, because I've obviously known you for so long, that, that people, because they hear your voice and, and they get a mental image of you, and it's difficult for me to do that because, you know, I know you so well. Whereas, you know, you, you are, you sound so, so young and vibrant and homosexual. And then when they <laughs> see you, you're that, you know, there's a mental picture is created. And I'm a careworn old straight guy. And then, you know, yeah. you're at six foot four shambolic yeah slept outside one too often huge uh, man I sadly am a basically Stephen Kloss gone to seed Um, Stephen Kloss after being sort of trapped in an accident in Dr Banner's lab that made him enormous yeah being dressed in dark a Dr Bernardo's Charity Aye. shop, yeah, yeah. That's that. That's that's a better a better description of you. I know. I did notice though that the 
Well, we did a press group thing. The fuckers were straight on, weren't they? With... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, look, you used to... You're up here, old Trumps. Who let you in the TV? Yeah, uh, yeah. who are lads? Better fees for, for broadcasting. Oh, lol. And uh, no offence, guys. You know, I, you know, I'd quite look at your profile pics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I don't see any of them rushing home to bang Eva Longorio. That's all I'm saying. No, our, our listenership lacks male models amongst its number. So I have to say, are you a male model? Do you listen to Art and Hand? If so, don't get in touch. No, don't get in touch. I don't care. Get a proper no. job. Fuck's sake, male model. Fun, funny. Yeah, funny more like. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right, uh, Saturday, uh, Sunday, in fact. Um, We've been procrastinating long enough. Yeah, Scottish Cup semi final. We're not the favourites, are we? No, I League think... Cup semi final. Probably better to identify the right tournament. Yes, I think it's probably safe to say that we're not the favourites, no. Um, it's going to be tough, and I think what's interesting for the for the listeners, which makes a change, if anything, is at all, um, is that Dave and I probably have a slightly different... There's a good guy, bad guy, good cop, bad cop approach today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, suspect, fear we may get panelled again. David has been confident since the minute the draw was made, and still is. Yes. So... I can't... Justify it, and next week, if we come on here and you were right and I was wrong, then I won't be able to say, "Well, I thought this would happen and that would happen." It's just a feeling. It's similar feeling as I had before the last semi final, and a feeling I didn't have before the league match at Parkhead. So I don't know. It's it's entirely a hunch. It's based on nothing. It's I suppose you would say it's a faith. Well, here's a couple of things maybe to back you up. Okay, number one. The midfield is going to be a lot better. Yes, it is. The, the midfield that started at Parkhead was a shambles, the wrong choice, and lacked nobody with any mobility or passing ability. That won't happen again. I think we're going to offer a far tougher sort of uh, battle for them in midfield. I think that's going to be night and day. Secondly, we're not going to see the chaotic scenes in defence, I would hope, that, that we saw before. I think it will be Wilson and Hill, and I think they are competent. So I don't think we're going to see shambles times. And I also would imagine that we're going to see a lot better up front. I think we're going to play probably Miller, Waghorn and Mackay. I don't think we take too many chances. I've got concerns about Waghorn. I've got many concerns. The fact is, you are talking about Bruce Banner earlier. Waghorn, God, he's yeah, he could, up. I think he could do with losing a bit of that body mass. I'm sure it looks great, but... I don't think it's helping his mobility. And secondly, he is shit out of confidence. You can see that. I mean, some of the efforts at goal the other night were laughable. And I'm not... I don't want to say it's a tough one because you do, do you play your way back into form? Do you need a... Re- I don't know. That's you, People who work in football will know better than me. I, I'm not a... See, a my... Yeah, I mean, I would normally I back know. you up. But I'm not overtly confident about Garner. You see, that's my issue. I would maybe even consider playing... Forrester up front but he's fallen out the picture completely yeah, he's not even quoted now I think Harry suffers a wee bit from I'm not sure that in his best position he fits into this 4-3-3 it's like we're going to get boring more boring well as boring as you well just different yeah. boring but it's the shape I, I, we've got so many players I think fit a 4-2-3-1 and yet it's this 4-3-3 so we Harry Forrester he's got to be at the top of the midfield or on the wing and I'm not sure either of those positions suit him whereas I think one of a three in behind a striker yeah, I, I mean, think would work but we don't play that and we never will under Warburton 
I can see why he was an early favourite. I agree because he's one of the few, and I even include the guys who've done it this season, like Kenny Miller. But Harry Forrester can trap a ball first time. Mm. His, his control is there and he can pass and move, which is everything that Warburton's looking for. But he's not the fastest, and so he's not really a winger. You're right. But then when he's in midfield, he's not a great tackler and he's not the most disciplined, so he's, he can't really play one of the three. Mm. So I can see why he's been... Pers- and I like him personally because of that touch. I think on Sunday, for example, you cannot have players that the ball's bouncing off them no, and going can't. straight back to Celtic. Yeah. But... but You've hit the nail on the head. What if he gets the ball, brings it down beautifully, knocks it round, for example, Tierney. Tierney's just going to out-sprint them every single time. Yeah. So it's a tough one. An answer might be, this is a bit of a curveball, but it's one of the things we agree on and we've talked about. Dodo. Yeah, I'd, I'd be tempted. To, he's to, fast, to he's direct. Pro. He's fast, he's direct. And I think if we could put him on the side, not ask him to do something he, he can't do, just say to him, you know, you work hard, sure, try and back, but when you get the ball, just run. Them. Just, just head for goal. Yeah, head, head for, for goal. goal. Just yep. be direct. Give them something different to think about. Um, Miller, I think, picks himself, and it is a fairly sad reflection. I think on our strikers that our best one is is our thirty six year old that we didn't think would would even be be kicking around at this point. Um, you, you and I said in the pod that we thought he'd be here just to do his badges. Yeah, well, that's... and it's, I know, it's, and I'd play Mackay. I know what people are saying. I know he's not the best of form, but again, like Forrester, he can trap the ball. Yeah, he's got. He can, he can. Yeah, he's got skills and the technique to retain possession, and we're going to need that. No, that that would be my three as well. I must admit that those those would be my three starters. Uh, I don't think they will be. I agree with you. I think it'll be Wycorn, Miller, and, and Mackay. But I would be tempted to sort of shake it up a little bit. Midfield, Halliday, Holt. If he's fit, Windass. If not, I think Cranchard will get the nod, who did play very well the other night. I thought he ran the ran the game for the hour he was on. Yeah, there's an argument to be made, of course, that if he's got legs round him, like Holt and Halliday, that a lot of the deficiencies will be minimised. Whereas at Parkhead, he had folk who are immobile that day as well, which just totally showed him up. It yeah. basically showed him in a bad light. And, and I think certainly if he plays, Halliday and Holt will not leave him as exposed as he was the first time. He's also the only player who... This is the thing about this game on Sunday. It's going to be very difficult. Somebody at some stage has to do something a bit different. When you look at the gallery of players we've got who can do something a bit different, it's pretty. It's a pretty short um, list. He can. He is one of the few that could put a ball 60 yards over the top straight into somebody's run, pick them out, a reverse pass. He can undo Celtic's back line whereas a lot of the rest of our midfield options are pretty prosaic and and stuffy and hard working and maybe it is time just to try something that might uh, I don't know change the balance get them rocking get them turned and if you're looking at Dodo and Mackay getting behind with the pace that you said who else is going to thread the ball through to them if it isn't Cruncher yeah I mean it's a fair point thanks for the gaffer to consider as I say I've, I've got just a wee feeling, I've been wrong before, so please don't take that to the bank and think that uh, because I'm feeling this way that we're going to win. Uh, Scott has felt this way before and been correct. So, um, But hopefully this time next week we can start the podcast by me giving you the mother and father of all dressing downs. Certainly I, I would like that. God, I would so die. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> In this case. Um, right, well I think that's us pretty much covered that. Uh, this then is time to, to turn that attention to the wide, wide world of sport as we name the winner of this week's Sporting Integrity Award. (music) 
The Sporting Integrity Award has been we look around the world of sport and see who has made the biggest arse of themselves over the past seven days. We're looking for liars, con men, cheat, twats, suttons, you name it, they're all welcome in here. Scott. Yeah, yes. Sorry, my bit of paper fell off. I was it, miles away. Is Mauro Acardi in this? He's got to be in this. He's not. It was so obvious that I thought we'd speak about it anyway. Yeah. So, um, Fill people in on Yes, Mauro it's Acardi the most incredible case. state of affairs. It's the most incredible turn of events and all of it avoidable. Um, I do not know what Inter were thinking by rejecting the chance to proofread a draft of his of his book. For those of you who don't know, Mauro Cardi, Inter Milan captain and nutter. Uh, he's a young lad, but he's a young lad and he's a live one, shall we say. Incredibly talented footballer. But he's, he's, he makes unusual choices in life. He His advisor is also his partner, nothing wrong with that, a lady called Wanda Nara. Uh, Wanda Nara was married to Maxi Lopez, who was a teammate of Icardi's at, what, what was the club, Scott? Your... They were both at, was it Atalanta together, I think? Perhaps uh, Genoa. I, I Genoa, yeah, I Genoa. Was. And uh, they were separated, Maxi Lopez and um, Wanda Nara, but uh, Icardi started dating her. Mm-hmm. You know, you can understand that that may cause a bit of friction, but then t- started taking to Instagram with pictures of Lopez's kids and him doing a lot of what can only describe as fatherly things like putting them to bed or watching watching movies with them and stuff yes. and it, it did seem an odd thing so he goes to Inter and is a nutter and you know a behaviour and, and again acts like he's the second coming of Jesus um, so they decided sensibly we'll, we'll make him captain because that well, always that- works yeah, it's the old, we'll calm him down with the armband. So he, mm. he's wrote, he's, he's wrote in, he's wrote, Jesus Christ. Ooh. What have I become? He's written uh, a book, well, a book's been ghost written for him. 23, because you know, when you're 23, you should have an autobiography, I think. And in it, he criticised the Inter Ultras. And you can see online what it, what it was all about. But basically, it was about, uh, he said he threw his, his strip to a player after a child after a defeat last season and the Inter Ultra leader took it off the kid and threw it back and he was like the kid was crying so I got told and all the players said I was a hero well the Inter fans unleashed a banner the, the Ultras unleashed a banner on Sunday saying uh, you use kids to make us look bad you're not a captain you're not a leader you're a piece a cowardly piece of shit Yes. And uh, and they also cheered when he missed a penalty. He, he got a penalty. They <laughs> booed him. He missed it. They cheered. So the other fans, they were getting onto the ultras, and it's just oh. a whole, whole terrible. But then, of course, the ghostwriter, ghostwriter comes out and says, "Oh, offered the club a chance to have a look," and they said, "There's no need." What, That's I mean, the kind of thing you would expect from previous iterations of Rangers boards, isn't it? Yes, it was a complete clusterfuck, all avoidable. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so I don't know what's going to happen now, unless, of course, as David and I instantly texted each other, Paris Saint-Germain by him. Yeah, that, so that, that's what you're thinking. I would be willing at this stage to swap him for Barton. I think, if you look at Mauro Cardi's career up to date, okay, it's pretty impressive, but there are a couple of gaps in his CV, mate. One major one. One major one. One of the, be- the best supported clubs in the, in the world, in Europe, the famous Sons of, yeah. and he's never played for us, so, mm, no. Well, if he didn't make the last two, did? Well, okay. I'm going to tell you who did. Firstly, do you know who did? Go on. Montpellier owner Louis Lulu Nicoline. Oh, it's been a long time since we've heard from Montpellier. He's a pod favourite. He's a he's a pod favourite, and this is kind of why. He, of course, see, the thing about Lulu is what he does is he does press conferences. 
and the media know this now that they're not just you know in British football sometimes you get the old I'm hoping to do well mm. I he he expounds and he often doesn't expound in a way that you would imagine someone to talk about football and his latest one was he started telling the media that he'd done an internal staff appraisal review on the player recruitment team okay okay what I found was they're incompetent clowns massive massive idiots <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just how it is. I've been telling them for three years to get a defender. They say they can't find one. I say I'm going to sack you, and I'm going to sack them. That's what I appraised from this. Well, if that's how he feels. <laughs> exactly. He should never run Arsenal, by the way, if he doesn't like when they don't get a player in. No, no. Um, imagine him and Wenger. To be fair, we scanned the world for centre-halves and uh, ended up with Clint Hill and Philip Senderos. Yeah. Hmm. Moving on. Yes, move on. I'm not not sure he can win, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Arsenal, actually, ironically. Um, at the recent AGM, it was announced by the, the person who was leading it, the brilliantly named Sir Chips Keswick. Yes, the chairman, Sir Chips Keswick. Right. And he announced to the fans, of course, that in a beautiful gesture, Stan Kroenke had waived his annual £3 million advice yeah, fee. Yeah, that's his consultancy fee. Yeah. Now, one fan asked what he'd done for the previous two. So yeah. six million they've paid so far in advice fees. This was Sir Chips, right? Uh, Sir Chips. Sir Chips, isn't that great? <laughs> <laughs> He's actually was also the head of a boarding house in 1862. Um, and the wee guy on catchphrase. He was called yes. Mr Chips as well, yeah. So this was, his, um, this was his explanation to the Arsenal fan. Y- yes, good advice. Good advice, yes, that's... You get it where you can get it. <laughs> you get it how you can get it. And if the advice you get is good advice, then maybe you'll succeed with the good advice. What you cannot do is codify how many times you've sought advice or taken it. And I'm not going to attempt to do that now. Who can argue with that? There you go. I.e., we've never spoken to Stan yeah, Kroenke ever. He takes three million credit as a year and learn to live with it. That's capitalism yes. in the go. Arsenal have always had that kind of attitude. They had another chairman, I think it was called Sir Peter Hillwood, and I may be wrong there, but I think his name yep. is that. But at an AGM one year, a, a fan asked, or a shareholder, and a fan asked a question, and he said brilliantly, Thank you for your interest in our club. <laughs> you prick. <laughs> yeah. You know, you utter wank. And that, that's, that's the attitude of a lot of these guys that they see us as just necessary evil. Yep, and even then, see if they could find a way to fill the seats. The ideal thing, us. the ideal thing for Premiership clubs would be to get a singing, a small singing section to make the noise, and then the rest made up of tourists, just sort of football tourists. Yes, with some robots. That that would suit them right yeah. down to the ground. And um, the the last one which I like is um, in Chile. We're going to Chile, Chile. okay? And top tier and probably most famous club side in Chile, Colo Colo. Yes, yes. They are in a poor run of form, David. They're not doing well. So they decided that what they would do with, and I quote, they were going to use some basic low-level witchcraft. (laughs) Okay, well. um, Not top range, okay? No, Um, that's what surprised me. I just thought you were going to go the witchcraft route. I mean, it's like Rangers at the moment are not what we could be, but I would hope if we used witchcraft... It'd be befitting of our straight traditions. Yeah, yeah. you would would hope that if you're going to bring in a witchcraft specialist... You're getting in a top witchcraft specialist. But okay, they want to go low level, that's fine. Just ease into the witchcraft. They they eased in. And and what they did was they planted eight superstitious bushes. How do they know the bushes (laughs) were superstitious? 
Who knows? How can a bush prove it's super? Does the bush have to run out the tunnel last? (laughs) (laughs) Holding its boot until it's on the pitch. What happens to a bush if a magpie lands on it? That's going to fuck up a superstitious bush. Absolutely. Um, So anyway, they planted eight superstitious bushes and had staff smear eight liners of vinegar over the locker room using specially purified rags. Okay. Right. Coach was asked about this. Pablo Guidi was asked about it. He said, it's not my idea, but, well... I suppose it's normal. Can we get and some vinegar ahead of Sunday? We're going to need some vinegar, aren't we? And, uh, anyone get any superstitious bushes? Who <laughs> are, madam? Yes, exactly. Or as I said earlier, who mm, are, madam? Mm. Yes, exactly. Which is, is it? Mm. <laughs> right. and, uh, but th- so this was all, 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 all so far so good, so far so yeah, low well, level, yeah, yeah. until local spiritualist and consultant Yolanda <laughs> The brilliant name, Yolanda Sultana. I'm thinking for local spiritualist, you could also read local mentalist. I think she may be. Right. Local spiritualist Yolanda Sultana told reporters that um, the club had made mistakes. They needed garlic too. Oh, for fuck. Vinegar, yes. Oh, yes, and flowers. But where were the herbs and rice? To be honest, I'm a huge fan of Colo Colo. Hi. I'm surprised and hurt that they didn't ask me. Are you sure, given her advice, that she hadn't got confused... And wasn't giving them tips for a recipe. Because it does <laughs> sound like, you know, a yeah. dinner. Pinch of garlic. <laughs> Some rice. Yeah, the great chilli bake-off. Yeah, it, <laughs> it does sound a little bit more like that. Did it lead to an upturn in results? I'll feed back next week on this, David. I'm going to check. I look, I what? look forward to it. Very rarely have I ever looked forward to a Colo Colo result so much. What I would say, though, is do they deserve it if they only were for low level beginning basic witchcraft well I think they probably want to see how it goes and if they get like a draw this week they'll go right okay we're on the right lines here lads that's true now so, fetch me a black cat and we're going to set fire to shit yes so next week folks the Colo Colo results let's see shall we let's see what they, they pull out of the hat uh, yeah I think uh, Sir Chips Keswick runs away with that this week for his uh, blatant disregard for people's intelligence when he was yes. trying to defend that. So congratulations, Sir Chips. You're the winner of this week's Sporting Integrity Award. That's pretty much it from Heart Hand this week. Uh, all that I can do now is to tell you where you can get in touch with us, which is go to Facebook and search for Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. We're there. Or you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, that's at IbroxRocks, R-O-C-K-S. And you can follow Scott at... Scott Hart Hand. Nice, simple one for you to, to follow. And just to say, uh, if you can, again, listen to the ad, the Fangio ad at the start, and if you are going to get involved in it, please use the, the code that helps us keep bringing you the podcast for free, which is obviously at aim what we'd, what we'd like to do. And thank our executive producer in London, Mr Mike Lee and Mr Paul Myers. And that is pretty much it. So, ahead of Sunday, Scott, advice that you always give before an old firm game? Well, I'm going to encapsulate all the best advice that's come to me over the years sitting where I sit in my st- in, in the stadium. Run about a bit. <laughs> um, and for the fans that are travelling, stay safe, keep your head down in terms of getting to and from the match. Remember, it's just a game. Others may, may choose to behave in a certain way. doesn't mean that we have to, to respond to it. Uh, just go roll your heart out for 90 minutes and uh, or maybe 120, who knows. And uh, hope. Oh no, we'll, we'll beat them in 90 minutes, don't worry. Yeah, I, I think we will. <laughs> yes. T- full of confidence. That's See. Heart and Hand, the podcast that's full of something. Yes. So, Scott, thank you for joining me. Thank you. My name's David Edgar. I'll talk to you again this time next week. Cheers. Bye. Bye.
Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.